You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, 
to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission. To our ancestors, whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders, whose shadows we walk in, I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our this community call may are be bad. recorded or transcribed towards each other is not good because why we lack consciousness and consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning. African world. Good morning, African world. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotel family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Hope you're going to get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. And I hope the weather is a boy, I tell you, the weather for those in, in uh, Florida especially in central Florida. And, you know, 
I would say I, I would have left. I don't know about you, but I would have left. I would have tacked up the windows and everything like that and head, head north or head west, whatever the case would be. But if you got to hunker down, you know, do your best. And, hey, I hope you get through this madness, man. Get through this climate change madness. I mean, no, hurricanes happen all the time. They happen all the time. But the problem, of course, because of climate change, they happen more frequently and they're more severe there you know that's the thing about climate change remember you used to call it global warming and caucasian but well it's man it's really cold outside well no it's that's not the thing about global warming the thing about it is it's weather extremes so it's going to be real cold for a real long time or it's going to be real hot for a real long time weather extremes you know some more severe th- thunderstorms, more severe hurricanes, more severe tornadoes, more frequent. Anyway, <laughs> you're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Century, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, brothers and sisters, you can just go to the archives at timeforanawakening.com and hit click um, on podcasts. Click on podcast, the drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Thanks to my good friend and my brother, Brother Kwaku. Appreciate you. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10. From 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Tuesdays, Dr. William Rogers, Black Reality Think Tank. On Thursdays from 7 to 8 Mississippi on the move, the black liberation movement, Mississippi on the move. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, you know what time it is. That's right. It's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays at 8 p.m. Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. Saturdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday at 7 p.m. Once again, it's time for an awakening at 7 p.m. On Sunday with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. And of course, if you want to go direct to um, get those programs from African Perspectives, whatever search engine you use, put in babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And there will be programs that are dated and titled. We by Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans. My good brother, Bamani Tahimba. I was talking to my friend, Brother Irv. Brother Irv Lewis, he's, he's about to make that trip with Brother Bamani in March going to Senegal and Gambia. They had a conference call. He said it went very well. I said, yeah, man, Brother Bamani, man, is he's he's serious. And I appreciate that. He he's, pays attention to detail. If you go look at his website, africafortheafricans.org, you, and you can tell. I mean, everything you need is right there on the website. All the information about paperwork, visas, shots and so forth for the for the various trips that are upcoming you know the information is there in fact the n- next trip is 
November 17th through the 28th, 2022, to Tanzania, $4,000. December 24th to January 5th, 2023, $4,000. Ghana. March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800. Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000. Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, 2023, $4,000, Rwanda. November 16th to November 27th, 2023, $4,000, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, $4,200, South Africa. March 29th to April 9th, 2024, $3,800, Liberia. So these are some trips that are upcoming. Brother, just go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org. Think about it. Put the money down. Pay on it. Makes it easy. You pay a little bit once a month, whatever that payment arrangements that you're going to make. And there you are going on a trip of a lifetime, brothers and sisters. Yes. Trip of a lifetime. Africa. If you want to see videos of previous tours, Videos, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani2007. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to give Brother Bomani Tahimba a call, dial 404-931-9429. That's 404-931-9429. Africa for the Africans. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated.org, brothers and sisters. They're excited about the Kashi Project next month, the 15th of next month. And, um, you know, uh, the cost is $4,000 for you to go to Ghana. It includes meals. I mean, all kinds of good costs. I mean, you know, everything is, everything is there for you. You know, everything is there for the Kashi Project, the launch of the Kashi Project, you know, workshops, and I mean, everything. It's just going to be fantastic, brothers and sisters. Go to Africa, excuse me, go to Habesha, H-A-B-E-S-H, Habesha, A, Incorporated, H-A-B-E-S-H-A-I-N-C dot org, Habesha Incorporated dot org. Ledge, the Ledge Group, Ledge, the Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics, the Ledge Group. They deal in the four areas of human existence of food, water, clothing, and shelter, providing it for our people. And they have 12 projects in six countries in Africa with over 172 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters, become a member of the Ledge Group and the help that you give to African people, the Ledge Group. Abibia Toomey, I can't, unfortunately, uh, what happens with Abibia Toomey's website, a lot of times for me, it'll just freeze up, so I can all I can do is just give you Abibia Toomey and give you A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com, com. but sometimes, like right now, it's working, and uh, no, it's not. <laughs> It was like a minute. But 
Go to abibiatumi.com and all the things that. And become a, a subscriber to abibiatumi.com. Okay, everything that you want is right there. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to go on to Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy family. That's right, Smy Pharmacy. Brother Jabril and his beautiful wife, they're doing great things right there at their house, man. They got a garden, food, and so forth. Uh, schedule an appointment with, with Brother Jabril if you have health issues and um, the medications that sometimes are very toxic and so forth. He'll give you a plan. So give him a call at 731 327 6229. That's 731 327 6229. Smy Pharmacy, S A M I F A R M A C Y, at Gmail. S M A I F A R M A C Y, at Gmail. Moses West, the Moses West Foundation, brother. Go to the MosesWestFoundation.org. And uh, the water machine is in Mississippi. And of course, it's the atmospheric. It's the atmospheric water machine, and it, it it'll run. It's AWG atmospheric water generation technology. It's an atmospheric water generator. Atmospheric water generator. Atmospheric water generation technology. That's what is happening. Taking the moisture that is in the air that you can't see and feel, and then creating H2O that is drinkable, that is safe. And that brother, I'm telling you. Uh, all right, let me finish up these announcements so we can get to conversation. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar located on Ralph David Abernathy in the West End here in Atlanta. In the West End, Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard going east from where I live. I live actually which would be Ralph David Abernathy, but Abernathy, about a mile to the east of me, makes a turn towards uh, MLK. And there it begins, Cascade Road. That's where I live on. And less than a mile. It's less than a mile. But anyway, Ralph David Abernathy, going east on Ralph David Abernathy, you got all kinds of good stuff. You got the West End Mall. You got Soul Veg. You got Shrine of the Black Madonna. But you also have Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give Mama Nia a call if you're looking for a book. She may have it. But if she doesn't, she'll get it. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, figurines, and so much more. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we promote is Gazende Jamu's bookstore, which is the Black Dot Cultural Bookstore and Coffee Bar, located in Lithonia, 6984th Main Street in Lithonia. Give them a call at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. There is light in the Black Dot. And the new Black Wall Street Market, located the next exit east from where... Uh, Brother Gazimde is, that's exit number 75, and it is Turner Hill Road. You exit there, make a right onto Turner Hill Road, go down three lights, make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. 
us lifting us. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Tomorrow night is their Thursday night broadcast on Us Lifting Us. Every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. If you want to listen on on the on the uh, <clears throat> on your computer or on your phone, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. The name of the program is Dare to Win. But you can call and listen. And you can give questions, comments, or concerns by dialing 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Cooperative economics, or as we like to say, family-centered economics. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abijah, his place is, man, stacked from wall to wall with all kinds of goodies, man. Furniture, clothing, um, incense, literature, jewelry, uh, African fashion, and man, I could go on. He even has a vegan restaurant. That's right. A vegan restaurant on the premise. He does, some, I mean, just great things, Brother Bija. Uh, he's open Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesdays through Sunday. Homeland Village and Cultural Center and gift shop. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478- Two five six one one six six Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Man, I tell you, he's got it going on, brother Beecher. Yep. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense. Your one-stop natural shop, located forty-one forty Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth two twenty-five. Give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963, 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Jash, Haiti, Sister Gabrielle Aurelia is doing outstanding work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti in the hills, in the hills, brothers and sisters. She is doing outstanding work in providing it you go to you know just go online s-o-n-j-e-haiti a-y-i-t-i dot org sanjay-haiti dot org and look at the great work she's doing with those young people you know education health agriculture sustainable agriculture and entrepreneurship yeah it's happening (sighs) Baba Barudi, let me read you. Let me read you this right quick. Greetings, family. Today is the 64th Earth Day of my wife, love, and life, Inia Barudi. Some will never understand what it means when a man says of his his compliment that she saved me because they cannot fathom how low this reality can take an African man distant from his ancestors story and divine vision but this she did for me and I have learned over these many years of being with her the kind of spirit and heart it takes to help someone else rise and yourself stay afloat in this sea of insanity she is a blessing to me as well as to our family Baba Baruti to his lovely wife Inia. Love them. That is beautiful, isn't it? That is. That is great. 
great uh, Facebook message. But um, Baba Brudy and NEI have been doing great work of educating our young warriors and brothers and sisters. They need support. You know, they need support. And, you know, if I make an announcement here, family, I make an announcement, I don't get paid for this. I pay to do this. I, I, I believe that the people that I announce are worthy of some type of support, you know, and truly the Baroudis are definitely worthy of some type of support. So you can go PayPal or Cash App. If you go Cash App, the dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, and then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, and you can give donations. Also to books, Akaben House. Go to AkabenHouse.com for the books of Baba Baruti, and he's prolific. <laughs> he keep me knocking them out, man. That's a good man. And, of course, in November, Kibuka, the 17th annual Kibuka, remembering the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. November 19th, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Sweet Spot 675 Metropolitan Parkway here in Atlanta. Families, just $20 for family, 15 a couple, 10 for adults, 5 for children. If you want more information, dial 404-537. Excuse me, dial 404-753-7237. 404-753-7237. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of books, that's right, family. The Inye Sesim of Daily revolutionary thought you know I, I I'm so glad he did this is it this is great because it really the Inye Sesim more, more more times than not hit the subject I'm going to talk about and I don't look at the Inye Sesim until I'm about to read it I read it beforehand of course because I make sure I'm, I'm familiar with uh, what I'm going to read to you and I don't stumble and stutter or anything like that but it hits the spot brothers and sisters November <laughs> November September 27th September 27th study the enemy so we will know why we are where we are study the enemy so we will know why we are where we are Arthur Schomburg Arthur Schomburg. Here to my here of Arthur Arturo Schomburg. I think of Dr. John Henry Clark. And of course the Schomburg Museum in New York. Lying is a Western norm. For instance, in Western society, when is a lie a lie or murder? Murder. Only when you get caught. European society has been about the business of perfecting the lie and making it a legitimate norm. Morality is political in this cultural context. The European is a spoiled child caught up in a lie, a grand lie built upon a foundation of lies that has required innumerable lies to cooperate. In fact, this brat is entangled in the mother of all lies. His lie is the compilation of hundreds of generations of impacted lies. There are so many lies, in fact, that it would require a new beginning to clear the original lie. And even then, memory would and should continue to taunt new beginnings until truth tellers prevail. These lies are bound to each other to the point where truth is indistinguishable from lies. And that becomes the purpose 
for the lies as a child seeks to survive in a world of lies it has created. With so many lies on the table and more issues daily, it becomes nearly impossible to tell the truth even when the child admits it. For that truth is usually a means of sustaining other lies that ensure his privilege. The child is also quite aware that to admit to even one lie is to initiate the dreaded process of unraveling all the other ones. The spoiled child is caught alone and afraid, trying to garner allies of true believers, willing to be friends if he will continue to let them play with his toys. Spoiled children cannot be unspoiled except by force. Affirm. I can tell the truth because I know the lies. Affirm. I can tell the truth because I know the lies. September 28th. My greatest desire for African children is that they become strong African women and men committed to the African way. They marry strong African compliments committed to the African way and they will be blessed with healthy children whom they will raise in the African way. Well, of course, this is Enya's day. September 28th is her birthday. Of course, she would be quoted. Enya for Rudy. Beautiful. While many parents focus on college and careers or other fame and fortune for their children, if our children do not commit to our re-Africanization and liberation, what have they truly gained? Of course, our children must find a way to financially survive in this European-dominated global economy. But their true success lies in being able to do so while building our nation. I say there, let me read it again. Their true success lies in being able to do so while building our nation. And that's what we must do, brothers and sisters. Yes. Affirm. I rear African children to build our nation. Affirm. I rear African children to build our nation. And they educate African children for nation building. And nationhood. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Uh, didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, to play all of the um, home team. I love that brother, man. I, I hope you, you will go online on, on uh, YouTube. Just put in searching home team and all of his videos come up, you know. And the one I wanted to play, more importantly, was the five things that uh, have, you know, befall, befailed us in terms of African nation building and Africans coming together and, you know, and why we lose, you know. But understand something, brothers and sisters. There's no such thing as race. We know that, right? We, we know that. I've been saying that from day one. I've been saying that for a very long time. I say that because our scholars and our ancestors, our scholars have said that. Many things that I say is based upon my understanding of what they have said. That's why I keep saying on this program even, I don't give you my opinion. 
This is not my opinion. In fact, <laughs> when Baba Baruti made his presentation at the Black Dot last month, or was it earlier this month, and, and I kind of went off, and it was, you know, a little, little spicy. <laughs> One of the Babas on the other end was, I didn't know that he was, uh, you know, that they had uh, live streamed it as well. You know, kind of jumped on me about it. And I just said, I'm, I, with all due respect, Baba, I'm, you know, this is righteous rage. <laughs> and 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 you, if you have been familiar with this program, you know I've exercised righteous rage a few times because it's frustrating. It is very frustrating. You see it, and you see it every day, and you see how our people are destroyed. You see the behavior that our people have. It's culture. It is culture. European culture is very detrimental to African people. Very. Look at the history of all our studies. History is best qualified to reward our research. Look at the history. When you look at the history, you will see. And look at it objectively. Understand something. These Caucasians are doing everything possible to sanitize this history. Their history is ugly. Their history is evil, demented from the beginnings. From their very beginnings. The development of their culture. I remember on, on no neck, no neck ass Roland Martin's program back when it was uh, on the, um, in the mornings. I think that was Kathy Hughes Network, but whatever it was, I was watching, and I would see some syndication uh, and Roland Martin un, unhinged, or unraveled, or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, the brother, uh, he would have, uh, he would always have a panel of, you know, the only real scholar I liked on his panel, of course, was Greg, Greg Carr. But he would have these, uh, you know, these right wings. He'd have these Republican Negroes, you know, on his program. You know, and, and they would argue their particular point. <laughs> I don't, don't, know, don't know why. <laughs> But that happens to a lot of other programs for this idea of some balance. And of course, being a lover of Ma'at, I understand the importance of balance. But I don't want bullshit. You know, I want, see, what I want in terms of balance is what's factual for us as a people to get ourselves up out of this madness. But a lot of times for those individuals, it's about assimilation. It's about going along to get along. It is about, you know, and, and, and see, to eliminate, eliminate our culture and how we do things, it has constantly been under attack on the continent and everywhere else. We have been made of people who have to go along so we can get along. We have been made a people who have to go along so we can get on. Nowhere on this damn planet have we imposed our culture on anybody else so we could live. Nowhere. Nowhere. 
but that is the European. And that is what he does. He has went around the world. You know, and this, this is the interesting part here. Let me, let, me, let me go back to the beginning. In, in the beginning of human existence, many of the archaeologists, anthropologists, paleontologists have agreed to some extent that human life began in Central East Africa, migrates from that point. You know, and I, there's other people who will say, just like, you know, they talk about uh, we have no Neanderthal DNA. Well, because we're not, but the people, when we left out of Africa, we mutated. We had to change. Human beings adapt to environment or wherever they find themselves in. Either they adapt or they die. The adaptation is over an extended period of time. Here are examples. When we left out of here, migrating easterly, northeasterly, into what is now Europe, being cut off by an ice age, our bodies changed from tall and slender and deeply melanated with close curled hair and broad nose to short, stocky, a lot of fat on us, long, stringy hair, thin nose, thin lips. You know, when they used to say, y'all look like monkeys. No, we don't. The crackers look like monkeys. Them thin-ass lips. <laughs> I remember I used to work back in the 60s. I used to work for this guy. Had an upholstery shop, you know, in his home, in his garage. And I worked for him. It was cool for that summer. You know, but his his wife, she would, she had thin, you know, she had no lips. No, not a, some Caucasian, not some hair. But, of course, you know what if happened in the last, what, 30, 40 years. They, they put collagen in their lips so their lips can look more fuller. And, of course, you've seen some, especially on, um, you know, on, on, on your computer, of, you know, some of these things gone wrong and these crackers look like monsters and, you know, it's ugly. But anyway, you know, she used to paint on lips on, on her. It was funny. Reminded me of, uh, never mind. Anyway, so... Also, too, when we went further east and encountered the mountains, you know, the the mountain range, pretty much the Caucasoid mountains that separate uh, the east part of, of, of Asia from the west part of Asia. And in fact, because of the arrogance of Caucasians, the west part of Asia, they use those Caucasus Mountains as a dividing line to say that they're a continent. It is not a continent by anybody's definition except that they say it's so. And because they say it's so, and because they continue to say it's so, it is so. There is no European continent. But anyway, so when we can't encounter those uh, high elevations, and as you know, in higher elevations, precipitation comes down as snow. And when snow hits the, hits the ground and so forth, and if the next day the sun is out, what are you doing? Exactly, you're squinting. 
because the glare from the sun hitting the snow, the glare causes your eyes. And so look at the Asian people. <laughs> Duh. A defense mechanism, a, a, a change in the environment for their survival. Look at Australia. Now, Australia, they say the Australian continent because it is a huge land mass. You know, surrounded by water, you know, and so forth. It, it, it fits the definition. But look at the people who have inhabited before Europeans came and took it. Took that. They took uh, what is now called New Zealand. The other island off there, which they uh, call, they call it Tasmania, where a real act of genocide took place where they eliminated all of those people. A good movie to watch about that is uh, this movie called Quigley Down Under with Tom Selleck, who is a sharpshooter. They they uh, they paid to bring him in to kill Aborigine people, the, the indigenous people, to shoot them. But they also showed how they would corral them up, you know, and, and, and uh, make them jump off mountains to kill them. I mean, there is no end to what these people have done. But you see the indigenous people. How do they look? Their bodies are short and stocky. They have broad nose, melanated skin. But they have straight hair, stringy hair. Some even blonde hair. Why? Because during the day, it's hot and arid. But at night, it is cold. It's chilly. So the stringy hair helps insulate their bodies. Number one thing, you you got to have that long stringy hair going down the back of your neck. Because why? Your heart pumps blood. And where does blood need to go to for your body to function? Exactly, to your brain. What is a thin part of you, except for, for, the, for them people? That's why they were short and stocky. They had big, thick necks. So the blood from their heart could get to their brain. And stringy hair all over their body. So these are the adaptations. There's no such thing as race. Europeans divide, devised the concept of race. They created the concept of race back in the uh, 17th century. Carol Linnaeus and Johann Blumenbach. They're the ones that created this. Caucasians created this idea of race, giving themselves the top position and everybody else a lower position with us. The original people on the planet with us at the bottom. And arrogantly stated that they were more developed. Justifying their takeover of the world. They're more sinister. They're more evil. They're more disconnected, just like the definition of Urugu. They did not go through the whole process of gestation. They're incomplete. They lack love. They lack humility. They lack all those things. That's why they can do what they do. I just read to you in the Inye Sesim, the liars that they are. I don't believe a damn thing that they say. I could give less than a rat's ass. 
that's why I constantly promote on this program. You cannot listen. I mean, you're free to listen or not to listen. But I constantly promote on this program independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. The program's model, Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. And it is just that damn simple. It is just that damn complete. Pan-Africanism or we're going to perish. Unify or we're going to die. And I'm talking about on the kind, I ain't talking about here. This is, you know, I, I, I heard there's a uh, some brothers and sisters and I know they purchased land. I believe here in Georgia, I need to get the information. Somebody knows they purchased a great amount of land and I'm thankful for that and that's great. And I know they're going to do some things with the land. You know, and understand that you may have the land, but you're not sovereign. There's nowhere in this country can you be sovereign here in the United States. I don't give a damn how much land you have. You buy the land from the United States. Whether it's from a county government, a city government, a state government, you don't really own the land. And if there's an issue there's always, what is that? Imminent domain. Oh, there's some oil on that land? Oh, shit. Uh, imminent domain. <laughs> you know? Or some kind of mineral. Uh, some kind of. So, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I pray for those brothers and sisters. I want them to be successful in creating an environment where brothers and sisters can live peacefully, where I, where they can do what I say to show and prove me wrong about is there a place where we have control of resources, where we have a school, a hospital, you know, all the things that make up, do we, where is that? We don't have it. And they're going to, and, and the only problem I have, sisters and brothers, is this. This is we're in the midst of an open and sworn enemy, and you are when you're doing this, you're relying on the on this government to protect you from those idiots, from those reactionary folks, from all of the <clears throat> Caucasians who feel that you have no right to establish anything in this country. That's what they did. And, Rosewood. I just seen a picture. Uh, it's a picture. I just seen a piece on uh, Allen's Worth. I used to call it Allen Town. Allen's Worth, General Allen in Los Angeles, to issue a water. They poisoned the water. They poisoned the water. <laughs> Those brothers and sisters moved west in the migration periods. You know, uh, my folks are from Georgia, and so you move straight north move straight north and you go to Chicago Indianapolis Detroit maybe Milwaukee you know for those in the Carolinas and Virginia you move straight north and you go to New York Philadelphia for those in um, Louisiana Arkansas Texas you move straight west you go to California. These are the migrations of our people. 
So, man, yeah, culture wars. It's culture. The European imposed its culture on the world and their way of doing things. Imposed this culture on Africa and Africans. And the problem is that for us here, we had to create a subculture because we were not allowed to be part of the European culture. We proved we had to propose a subculture and in that subculture how we how we denigrated ourselves how we demeaned ourselves in that subculture that we had to create for these Caucasians these crackers develop a deep seated hatred of who we are our, our hair our skin our skin color our nose our lips deep hatred for ourselves nobody listen nobody kills themselves the way we do anywhere in the world rescue me if I'm wrong tell me of a place where there's some people that they live and they kill each other daily Philadelphia, man, Brother Ralph, if you're listening, man, talk, give me a call. What's up with Philadelphia, man? Y'all trying to vie for the murder capital? But other cities had the murder capital, Detroit, even Milwaukee, St. Louis, New Orleans. But even at that, other cities, their murder rates are high as hell too. But Philadelphia seems to be, man, the city of brotherly love off the chain. This culture that we have tried our best to influence in a positive way, which has alienated us from the very beginning, denigrated us from the very beginning. Sorry, family. You know, denigrated us from the very beginning. This culture Okay, and so I'll get back. <sighs> There's no such thing as race. Only the human race. If you want to even use that term. And we are the beginnings of humanity. Africans. We are. But because of these liars, these thieves, these bandits, these appropriators, that's why, to me, the most ideal situation for us as African people. Now, if others want to stay wherever they are, if they're in Europe, if, if they're in South America, if they're in the Caribbean, they're here, y'all stay. But we need to go home to Africa. You know, I wear that hat, make Africa home again. And that hat is the same initials as uh, 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 Trump, the mega hat. Same initials, make Africa home again. You know, 
Make Africa home again. No, it's not. That's an H. The mag is a G. Sorry. <laughs> but I wear the hat, make Africa home again. And that's what we must do. And the Africans on the continent need to understand, hey, let's get rid of all this neocolonialism. Let's get rid of anybody who would rob our people, put themselves in a position. Let's get rid of, and I, I'm saying it right here, right now. Let's put a check on these monarchies in Africa. Let's get some some seriousness and some semblance of sanity in terms of these monarchies. We can't have one group of people having everything at the expense of others. African people are, you know, we're communal. Let's be that. Let's let's share with one another. Let's build with one another. When when they talk about nation building, they ain't talking about here. You can't build no damn nation for ourselves here. I understood that many, many, many years ago. I was a part of the public in New Africa. I went to some meetings back in the 60s. I know Baba Akima and what he was able to do. And I don't, Mama, Mama Tamu, beautiful people. And then some still believe in some understand that it's it's not feasible to even get five states. And why didn't they get, you know, Florida? I don't know. Why did it just go with, you know, what is it, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, North and South Carolina, or is it Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina? Whatever it is, no. Because once again, you are living with an open and sworn enemy. When I come back after the break, I'm going to read... My good brother, Reggie Jackson, uh, has some great articles in the uh, Milwaukee Independent. His latest article is The Lasting Damage of America's Current Culture Wars. Talking about all the foolishness and how violent these people are. You know? And and if if we have some time, I might even deal with the article he wrote about Brett Favre and what's happening in Mississippi and how you don't hear about Brett Favre like you hear about all the other ones. But then again, brothers and sisters, <laughs> you know, I don't trip about that. I never trip about that. Maybe back in a few days ago, I might, well, damn man, they don't, you know, they're doing the same thing. Why don't they talk about, just like Richard Pryor, why don't they talk about us? We fought the Indians. Shut up, man. Do what you want. The Indians matters us too. Why don't they talk about us? We fought the Indians. <laughs> Man. Yeah. The lasting damage of America's current culture wars. So it's going to be a good article, and I'm going to share that with you when we come back from the break. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> Got a number of people in the queue. I'm happy about that. And, um, going to um, so let me get myself together Mama Nabantu's on gotta talk to you Mama Nabantu feeling better back still hurting yeah put some of those pads uh, uh, Shalom no what is that something like that pads I got from the Dollar Tree 
And some of them worked, but I took some pain medication. And, uh, but man, my back was killing me. I was hunched over like an old man. Well, I am an old man. <laughs> so anyway, let us try to get this together, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com. Man, I heard that on the jazz station here in Clark, Atlanta. And uh, it was Lori Williams featuring Bob Baldwin, New Day. New day like that. How about you? You like that? Yeah, that was good. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Other programming that we have here on Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank from 8, to, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. with Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays, Mississippi on the Move, Black Liberation Movement from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the Move on Thursdays at 7. Friday, if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And oh, wait a minute. Don't, don't, don't get so fast, Brother Oshie. From 8 until with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. 7 to 9 and on Sunday, once again at 7 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. <laughs> Brother Oshie, man. I say, I, you know, be tripping myself out, man. <laughs> yeah, I want to, um, we got a number of callers in the queue. Read this right quick and join this conversation. Brother Reggie Jackson, good brother. He's been on the program a number of times. Going to get him on again. He writes articles for the uh, Milwaukee Independent. And uh, very insightful articles. He just His most recent one is on Brett Favre, and if we get a chance to get to it, we will. If not, maybe we'll do it because um, it needs to be discussed, you know. But this one is on culture wars, the lasting damage of America's current culture wars. Historians tell us where we've been and give us insights into where we're going. Historians remind us of the things we've forgotten. And speak up about the things were deliberately omitted. Historians reveal things that we never knew. Historians show us that we've been asking the wrong questions. And perhaps even giving the wrong answers. Most currently, historians tell us who we are. Because how we know ourselves in the present is intimately linked to the ways we remember ourselves in the past. It's Caucasian Jason Steinauer. Those who seek history with an upbeat ending, redemption or reconciliation may search in vain. Raul Peck, brother Raul Peck is the brother that uh, documented on HBO, exterminate all the brutes. Exterminate brothers and sisters, if you haven't seen it, you have the opportunity to, to stream it, please do, or I'm not sure if it's on YouTube, um, maybe you, you can still go to if you have a streaming for HBO put that in Raul Peck he's Haitian exterminate all the brutes this is definitely what these Caucasians were talking about when they talk about critical race theory or, 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 or not or omitting history because this shows the Caucasian ugliness for who and what he is exterminate all the brutes we are living in an age 
for the wheels of what we often call progress are in many ways screeching to a stop. The constant attacks on truth-telling, particularly as it pertains to the nation's history, will have lasting impacts. The fact that at least 40 states, at least 40 states have introduced some type of legislation which basically bans truth-telling in the schools, will leave lasting scars on the intellect and psyche of young people that will grow up in darkness, not having a clear understanding of how we got to be what America is today. I do not have nearly as much confidence as I once did. Perhaps naively, but perhaps naively, I had it about the ability to move hearts and minds toward racial repair and reconciliation. This idea was planted in me by my jugna, Dr. James Cameron, lynching survivor, founder of the America's Black Holocaust Museum, and an all-around amazing human being. Yes, he yes he was. I, you know, I've known Dr. Cameron for many years, and how he tried to struggle to have the museum, many places. Kind, good man. Didn't know his story at the time until he wrote his book, A Time of Terror, which I uh, sold his book for him at my firefighters conferences. I would take you know twenty books or whatever and help promote him. I was in the ACP back then, NAACP in in the early 80s. And Dr. James Cameron, what a good man. He started the Black Holocaust Museum uh, coming out of uh, having visited uh, Jerusalem or Israel and understanding that uh, We've had a Holocaust, and, and but of course that word is co-opted by Europeans, European Jews particularly. You know, the, the you know the, you associate them when you hear the word Holocaust. Exactly, you automatically. You know, but of course, we have fit that def- definition more than anybody because the fact is the European Jews did not have a Holocaust. They had some mass murders. I don't give a damn if Hitler killed one. It still was bad. It was not good. But to say that it was a Holocaust, you know, but then again, to gain world sympathy and so forth, to do what they have done, yeah, that's it. I first met this amazing man in 1994 and began as a volunteer at his museum in 2002. Over the last five years or so of his life, we became close friends. I saw him as a friend, a jegna, and more importantly, as a father, not a father figure. He treated me like a son and helped change the course of my life. I'm on the path that has lasted some 20 years now, primarily due to his influence. He survived a brutal lynching on August 7th, 1930 in Marion, Indiana, where he, his two friends, Abe Smith and Thomas Ship, were murdered by a mob of 15,000 people. I have visited the site of, of the lynching on three separate occasions and paid honor to Abe and Thomas Ship in the small cemetery in which it was in which it once in which was once Weaver, Indiana, where they were buried in unmarked graves. Each trip to Marion, including 
the most recent one in April, reminded me that Cameron returned to Marion several years after the lynching to interview witnesses to this horrific night where he was dragged out of a, a Grant County jail with a lyncher's rope around his neck. Who would, who would do this? Who would want to revisit this horrible night? Who would have the courage to do something that audacious? to answer these questions, to tell you how incredible this man was. However, it is just a small part of his life. His memoir, A Time of Terror, A Survivor's Story, in his third edition gives you more about his life. And I am proud to say that I wrote a forward for that edition, documenting his life after he had got out of prison at age 21. He was 74 years old when he first opened America's Black Holocaust Museum. His most lasting impact on me is that he strongly believed that the truth would be the pathway to repair and eventual reconciliation. America appeared to be slowly moving in that direction, particularly after the murders of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and George Floyd with what many did not recognize was that the path to telling the ugly truths about America is a very difficult road to travel. As I've said and written many times before, racism is alive and well. Those who hold racist views, whether they are conscious or unconscious, hold on to the mythology about America that is built on collective disregard for the truth about racism. The culture wars occurring in school board meetings, school districts, schools and classrooms today are clear signs of the, of the desire that many have. They are choosing to gloss over and now more openly to simply ignore any attempt to cover up the ugly parts of this nation's history. They claim that telling these stories damage students. What they really mean is it damages the relationships that they have with white children who they prefer to continue to lie to about American history. They have no desire, in fact, that they ignore the children of color in our schools who deserve to hear the truth. They claim to be protecting children by lying to them. The minds of many Americans over the years have been poisoned by schools that refuse to give honest assessments of America's history. When people of color began to more forcefully demand the inclusion of their stories into our history classes, history standards and, and, and history curriculum. It was a shock to this system. It did not lead to massive change though. Very little of the stories they demanded are included in social studies curriculum and classrooms around the country. There are sporadic attempts by brave teachers to sneak in these stories. Most social study teachers are Caucasian. They do not generally have a background in college where they studied the history of people of color. They are usually unprepared to teach these parts of American history, not because of intentional efforts to ignore that history. They are part of a system on the college level that makes inclusion stories elusive to those not actively seeking them. They must take classes as elective to learn about in indigenous people, American Africans, 
Latinos. The fear that has been induced into the hearts and minds of Caucasian parents across this country recently is based on a lie. No one is teaching critical race theory, a law school level series of courses in K through 14. Very few schools are teaching much of anything about the history of people of color. And racism is pretty much unexplored in a majority of schools around this country. The fact that this is the case is drowned out in the narratives about what should and should not be taught in schools. I find one particular part of the argument, these people who are outlawing the teachings of truth to be quite ironic. They claim that Marxism and communism are invading the schools by way of telling the parts of American history that are not flattering to the, myth, to the mythological story we are all taught. While this lie is being told in school districts around the country, something, something familiar and similar happened in Hong Kong many years ago. About 10 years ago, students in Hong Kong protested the attempt to revise a curriculum because they felt the curriculum proposed by the government would brainwash them and strip critical thinking skills from their schools. They were successful in forcing the changes to not happen. Can you imagine the same thing happening here? I wish students had the will and foresight to do the same about the changes taking place around this country. <laughs> Already with all those legislative initiatives, over 40 states. It is often the case these wanting to implement these changes in Hong Kong are now successful. They're succeeding as Hong Kong is now controlled by communist China. They are now imposing these changes the students fought 10 years ago. New textbooks have been written saying that Hong Kong was occupied and not a British colony. A list of banned books which the government refused to publicize has librarians on edge. A school subject devoted to cultivating critical thinking and creativity will be replaced by one focusing on citizen values. So says the Washington Post about what's happening in Hong Kong. The people complaining about communism harming our schools are doing the exact same thing that the government of China is doing to schools in Hong Kong. How ironic and lost that this is on most Americans. One of the contrast complaints is that culture wars is that system that is that systematic racism is made up. <laughs> People of color were, I mean seriously, because what you have is a lot of us who are whitewashed, who have been inculcated, caucasized, colonized mindsets who argue this point. People who have color were not awakened to systematic racism by the murder of George Floyd. We have lived systematic racism. We do not need to read a book, listen to a podcast, take a class to understand it. Only Caucasian people in that, in that space. While more and more Caucasians are being indoctrinated into this false belief, some are using this time to advocate violence and murder of people of color. Telling lies has led to mass murders throughout the history. 
We saw it in Rwanda, in Cambodia, in Nazi Germany, and through many generations of America. Don't be surprised to see more of it while we fight the cultural wars of today. My good friend, Reggie Jackson, he says here, no, no, uh, Adam Singer, Kinzinger, Adam Kinzinger of, Illinois, of Illinois, who's not running for re-election, but who has done good work, I guess, on the January 6th committee. There is violence in the future. I'm going to tell you. And until we get a grip on telling the truth, we can't expect anything differently. Well, you got it right, buddy. Violence is in the future. We have a lot of people in the queue. If anybody wants to make a comment, question, or have a concern, please uh, hit star twice. I'll let you in. Or you can dial 215 490 9832. 215 490 9832. 404 404. Good afternoon. Hey, Uhuru, my big brother. Uhuru, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. Oh, good. first, I want to thank my man from uh, New Mexico. Uh, uh, he sent me that book that he said he's supposed to send too, but the one for Gunner Days. Mm-hmm. I got it yesterday, so I appreciate it. Oh, right that. on. He's supposed to send you one. Okay. Supposed to send two of them, one for me and one for you. Okay. So I I just, when I read it, I just give it to you if you don't okay. send me the other one. But look here, Ocean. Yeah. I sent you some information mm-hmm. about, I just found out this morning about a sister in Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I seen man. that. I seen that research, Wes. Yeah, yeah she's uh, yeah, she's going to run for governor. She's running for, yeah, she, so I mean, she, won the, she won the Democratic pri- uh, primary. And so whenever that election is, yeah. Because she... Stacey Abrams getting all sucking all the wind out the air, so we it's hard. I, I, it's hard for that sister to get her press, man. Yeah. So I asked her. I asked her, has she reached out to Abrams where they can work together? She said she did her part to reach out to Abrams. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if Abrams got gatekeepers. See, they keep some gatekeepers when they they block Well, let me just say this: Stacey huh? Abrams has her work cuts out cut out for her anyway. These are statewide yeah. elections, and and of course. Um, uh, in Alabama, even then, when they got the uh, other um, uh, Democratic Caucasian as a senator, because yeah. the guy he ran against was so offensive, and and and, and of course had yeah. uh, child molested and so forth. So that's why he wanted. But then what happened? They 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 voted in uh, a Tommy Tupperville, an idiot, yeah. just like uh, yeah. you know a f- old football coach. Who don't don't know yeah. his head from his ass, and they voted him in because yeah. they don't give a damn about these individuals. They just want these they, they, to be a Republican seat, so they can have the it's power. They don't care that, that these folks can read. They don't care if they have an independent. No, they don't want to have an independent thought. They want to be. They want to make sure they can be dictated to and told what to do. Yeah. Yes, sir. My point is, them two sisters, they can work together, man. Don't not out together. Show some oh, unity, man. Sure, sure, because both so, states. Uh, that's- because both states are lacking. Yeah, that, that's true. That's my point, man. That's my mm-hmm. point about uh, all too much separation in, around us, man. Because mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's time for us to go ahead and put our fists together, man, instead of one finger this way, one finger that way. Because I was I listening to my man, Mr. Rich, that was with Kingdom, man. He said the same thing, man. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. see, my point is, over in El Kibular, y'all call it after. Why in the hell do people in Somalia starving, man? Okay, and I saw a program with Robert Roberts over in Ghana, man. Mm-hmm. They eat good, dancing, and buck dancing and shit. 
I'm getting mm-hmm. confused about it. That just pissed me off, man. Yeah, well. You see how people chucking it well, down. See, that's like the that thing. That's the Black a, people just want what? 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 They put one more song. The people in the song. Black people just want to party and bullshit and party. We at war, man. Yeah. Okay. We prisoners. Some prisoners well, still. Uh, pri- we prisoners of war, and then some of us, like me and you, we prisoners at war. Yeah. Okay. I and know I'm sick I, of this damn separation shit. Man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's mad, our man. that's our problem. That is the problem. We're fragmented, you know, on the perception of of of, of fifty four sovereign nations. That's bull. Fifty four yeah, colonized man. nations and where where Europeans and neo colonialists were were Negro despots of rule these places. They're, they're right. I agree. There's no place. There's no. And on the African continent, the African continent could feed itself and literally feed the world. There should be nobody starving. And if so, uh, uh, we need to mobilize, get over to that area, and do something about it. We should have the water machines. We should have the water machines that that, that Brother Mm -hmm. Moses West could provide. Take that water machine into that desert area because there's moisture there and provide water. Mm Mm-hmm. Create an oasis yes, right there. It is all in our ability to do so. The problem is, yep. is the problem is, is the problem is, do we have the will? Do yeah, we have the look will? Look at that money what the African leaders spent to go over there to, to, to see that right. devil queen. Yep. Well, they could have used that money, man, to feed some people in Somalia or something, yep. man. That's what the true, hell? Well, see, God give us everything. Now, yeah. It's up to us. We can't blame God for doodoo. Yeah. It's up to us, man. Okay. It's up to us to do this, man. We got all That's the dog on technology now, and all, all we got to do is put the wheel to come together and do yeah. the damn thing instead of talking about it so damn much, man. I hear you. Anyway, I got somebody to talk. All right, my so brother. Thanks a lot. Research West. Well. Appreciate Peace you. Man. Peace, brother. All right. Two one five. Two one five. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Bob. Bob Oshi. Hey, brother T. What's happening? How you doing today, man? Brother, they couldn't beat me if I gave them the diagram. <laughs> How do you feel? I'm well, man. I'm well. I, I was calling. Yeah, I was calling about. I heard your uh, question for the brother in Philadelphia. I'm in yeah. Philadelphia, and let me preface this: I am in the eye of a shit storm, and I've seen a lot, and I've lived a lot, and people are dying regularly, and it doesn't matter to those who are in charge. I know that the guns are coming in from them. I know the drugs are coming in from them. This is by their design to destroy us sure. from within. Sure. To keep us preoccupied with survival. Sure. Preoccupied with survival. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we're fighting for crumbs. Right. I'm out here in the streets with these youngsters. I see the desperation in their eyes. I've told you many times. They don't see any hope. Because people aren't doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. When I make my little donations to these little organizations to get them off the streets, it's $50 a month or anything. Mm-hmm. Pick a child. Take them to the gym like I do. Mm-hmm. Lead them to somewhere. Talk to them. Buy them books. Give them a reading. You see them kicking rocks, throwing sticks. Mm-hmm. You go to My example, my cousin was shot last week around the corner from me. And that was his second time being shot. And that's how at nighttime. And I'm telling you, nighttime is the witching hour. And this is what they allow yeah. to happen to yeah. us. And because we don't come out the house and we don't make these efforts and these kids feel alone, they have to buy a gun. They have to get a gun because yeah. they feel they're going to get you. That's right. They feel they, they got to so, protect themselves. Yeah. It's so, crazy. So if, if anyone has anything to say about this, come out your house. 
do what I do. The little things do count. It can get turned around. They can't kill us all. And also, the Chinese are killing the Uyghurs. They're on yeah, people. Their Korea yeah. is killing their people. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that are killing their people, but they want to make sure that we know we ain't shit. Yeah. So they're going to continually boast and put that out on there so we can hang our heads in shame. Mm-hmm. There's no more feel-good stories. Only stories they have is if you're a Democrat or retarded. And fight amongst yourselves while they stand in the back and put their hands in our pockets and rob us. Mm-hmm. So this little game that they're playing has to come to an end. But I need more warriors. I need more people out in the street doing what I'm doing, checking on the neighborhood, checking on the old people, which I'm about to do. Every time I talk to you, I'm in route to doing something that's going to change somebody's life. It may not matter. I'm not better than anybody, but I'm taking the stand. Right on. I had some youngsters come in my neighborhood, shooting fireworks at people's houses, setting people's houses on fire, and they came over to my house. I take care of my property. I got nice stuff. I come out my house, tell them to take that shit off my block. They said, "Do you know?" They said, "Do you know who we are?" I said, "No." They said, "We're savages. Damn. We're the dudes that take people that that run in people's houses and take their stuff." And it was verified that they are. But I said to them, "I said I don't give a who Man. you are. I said you are my block. Mm-hmm. You better not do another thing." So they ran to their cars, opened up their doors, ducked behind their cars, and said, "You got a gun? You got a gun?" I said, I got plenty of guns, but I don't have one on me because I don't need one with you. I said, but you better get off my block with that shit. No neighbors yeah. came out the house, only me. So yeah, when they finally fear. left, I found out who they were. Yeah. I went to their parents. I told their parents, I told you the story before. I'm sorry, I may have to kill your son. Your son is shooting fireworks at my car, my house, and including any woman that's outside, they think it's funny. They're running up and down the block. They don't care about anything. Right. He said, I will talk to him and I'll do the best I can. He talked to those savages, and the word spread. The savages didn't come back around my savage area. Uh-huh. And secondly, unfortunately, the person whom I talked to was killed a month later. Wow. And guess what? Guess what? Those month, those savages, those tough fucking guys, nobody did anything about it. None of his friends, all those people that run in people's houses and talk all that tough Tony shit did not show up. So everyone needs to take it upon themselves to make a stand and do not be afraid because if my kids were out there, I'm going out there and I'm going in the fray. And when they call me and they say they're scared, I'm coming out there. There's no second guessing about it. I believe God is with me and he has saved. I cannot tell you the countless times that I have been, I have evaded this, these setups and these, these things that these people did for me to be caught up in. And that's all because of my intentions. Right. Your attention to honorable, respectful. You're trying to make a change. Take up a reason and stand by it and believe in something for a change. Don't believe in the Democrats and the Republicans and all this bull crap that they're spinning out about Mm us. Be the God bless you. Bye bye. You too. Brother T, may God continue to, to, to continue to motivate and inspire you, but more importantly, protect you. Protect you for the, what you're doing to help our people. Appreciate you, brother. You have a blessed day. All right. Man. I, but that's all around this country. Every major city where we are, that's all around this country. Guns are f- free-flowing. I remember an uh, article I read many years ago about Chicago. You know, in Chicago is still one of the top murder places in this country. In fact, every holiday weekend, 
every holiday weekend. Man, from like you get that that Monday off, so that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. By Tuesday, about a hundred people have been shot, maybe about twenty dead. It's crazy. For wait a minute, let me get this other one here before I go to four oh four. Six nine seven. But hold on, let me get this. Nine one nine. Nine one nine. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, brother Oshi Hotep. Hotep, Baba. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Okay, I just wanted to mention something, and I was just thinking about our journey, and that in 1865, when the so-called 13th Amendment was passed. Mm-hmm. We know that there was a little clause in there to, you know, to put us back into slavery. Right, right. But what the 13th Amendment did was created approximately three and a half million homeless people. That's right. You free. With no resources. You free. (laughs) Where you going to go? With no resources. Mm -hmm. Homeless, no resources. Unable mostly to read and write. Mm-hmm. Never been a mile from the place that they were born. And from that, you were supposed to survive. Mm-hmm. But survive, how do you do that? But survive we did. You know, I agree. Yeah, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, that's There's why. no I... organization. I mean, if you get in the jam right now, you can go to a friend or a relative. You couldn't go to nobody because nobody had nothing. Right, and and you didn't know where they were. It once 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 you were free off the plantation, folks scattered here there. They heard when they sold a relative or they sold a husband or a wife away that they were there, and they tried to go there to see if they can find them so they can reconnect. Some did. Some were able to do that. You know. Yeah, and it's. Homeless people are not able to get on their feet right now. That's right. With some of the resources that are available. You got homeless problems all over the country. So how did three and a half to four million homeless people accomplish what they did? And and also, at the time, you were considered a fugitive. Because from the plantations that you were freed from, them people could still consider that you should be their property. Mm. Yeah. And you, so you was living in a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I say, that's why I say, you know, that war was not fought because we were in captivity. That war was fought because of economic issues. The 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 free labor economy of the South against the emergence of industrialization of the North. You think them cockroaches would try to kill each other so we could be free? And if they did, if that was the case, look how we were treated after so-called freedom, after so-called emancipation. Look how we were treated everywhere we went, whether you were stayed in the South, which, of course, uh, uh, lynchings began to prevail. And, of, and, and, of, and of course, convict leasing happened. You know, slavery by another yeah. name. And then or even black if you want to know the black code. Yes. Man, no, man. You know, because you know, the reason I said that because I heard some Caucasian talking about 
and the thing about England, how 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 they were ahead of of freeing uh, Africans and so. No, they were not. In fact, what happened was you didn't free us out of the goodness of your heart or some kind endeavor or benevolence. No, because we were kicking your ass. We had all these freeing, insurrections. Quote-unquote freeing of the slaves was a strategic move by the North. Yes. To deplete the resources of the South. Mm-hmm. It's just like going to a person's ranch and running off their livestock. Mm-hmm. So that they don't have that, you know, resource. Right. That's what that was about. Yeah. They didn't care if we all dropped dead. In fact, that's what they, that's what those Caucasians, north, <laughs> south, east, or west, wish that would have happened. We just dropped dead. We would just disappear. Please. You know? Yeah. All right, Bob. No, they didn't want us to drop dead. They still want, they still need labor. Us they need that for labor. For their purposes. Yeah. Yeah. For their, for, to utilize us for their purposes mm-hmm. is the same thing that they're doing right now. Right. Okay. I just wanted to make you know because a lot of people say, "Well, we should have been did this by now and did that by now." Mm-hmm. You know, you got to look at the journey that we had and and never had one bit of help. Yeah. Not one bit of help from nowhere. No, because the reparations were given to Caucasians. The reparations were given to those captors. It's just the same thing that happened in Haiti. The same thing happened in Caribbean. The same thing happened all over. No, not to those that they uh, held captive and made to work from sun, can't see in the morning to can't see at night and, and fed scraps. No. But I got some other calls, Baba. We'll okay. Get to All right. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank you, Baba. Peace. Uh, 404-697. 404-697. Good afternoon. Greetings. Greetings. Yeah, hello, Baba. Enjoying the program as Thank you. Thank you, you know, dear. Very enlightening, insightful. And I was just, um, I was just saying, I say to the brothers the guest folks about the journey that we have as a people and all the great accomplishments we made. And I think. You know, I'm 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 saying I say to that because as a people, I, I, I all we've been through, and as far as we coming out, and I'm, I'm and you know, I feel we need to always remember that, right? That to inspire us, right? In spite of all the evilness and everything like that, I agree, sister. Yeah, we're awesome. Mm-hmm. And the brother before, I was um, saying that I could tell us. Can you hear me? Uh, can you call call right back? Okay, all right, call right back. Yeah, because that was really a bad connection, and a uh, brother, brother, I believe brother, brother Lusk was um, brother Ted Lusk at Muster. You know he's at work, so <laughs> so he might have to do that. He's at work, so all right, four zero four six nine seven. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Yeah, it seems like it's a bad, yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad connection. It's a bad connection, sister. 
Okay, can you hear me now? I sure can. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, and the brother before that spoke, before the last brother, I was saying I stayed with him too, because he was pointing out that um, uh, Chinese are killing the Chinese, Koreans are killing the Koreans, mm-hmm. and the white people are killing the white people yes. to look at uh, Russia oh, yeah. and Ukraine. And I was just saying that to say, because yesterday it was made that we're the only ones killing ourselves, but, you know, that's putting a, a, a burden on us. You know, it's mm-hmm. I mean, well, I, what I it's usually, a problem that we are right, but we're not the only ones doing it. And no, we well, listen, this is this is be a. I think the, the to, for me the issue is way out of proportion that other groups are killing themselves. That's that's my issue. That's my problem. Way out of proportion. You. you know? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear. You. I can hear you going in and out. I can hear that. <laughs> yeah, cutting up a lot. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, because we're cutting up. But and I'll, I'll just hang up. Listen to what you're saying. But the thing I wanted to mention was, uh, from yesterday, I had to call in. We were praising Mama Marimba. I need, you know, all her great works. And I'm going to ask you, do you think it's possible if, if you could have her to bless us with being your guest one uh, one day on your show? Yeah, she. I know, because she hasn't been on in quite a few years. Uh, I think the last time she was on, uh, twice, she's been on twice on on my program, I believe. I know one time dealing with uh, um, Francis, Dr. Francis Cress-Welsing, when she made her transition, and I believe Conrad as well, Conrad World. But, yeah, no, Mama Marimba has been on, but, you know, she usually doesn't do that. But I'll say this, though. I'll say it again. The presentation that she was about that she was giving at the uh, Dr. Asa Hilliard Symposium at Clark Atlanta was just man, it was the best as far as I'm concerned. That's right, right. That's why. Well, this is where we can get on her, or you just play some of her, uh, you know. Right. I would love You know, you have great um, people on your your program too. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I sure do. I got you. I sure do, sister. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't hear you. I'm going to hang up and, and call back in. Okay. But, All right, dear. Uh, I'll be for Hodier, and I'll listen in. Be for Hodier, sister. Thank you. Sorry about that. She can't hear, but uh, yeah. Yeah, she's a good sister. Let me see. Do I have somebody else? Have somebody else. Mama Nabantu. Mama Nabantu, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I got your I got your message. I'm going to relay that after the radio broadcast and see what's happening. Okay. Get that information out, especially to Brother Apollo, who handles uh, these kinds of things for uh, okay. Moses West. And of course, he's in ja- he is in Jackson. He's still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is in Jackson. So is he, yeah. Is it being built or is he well? It well, he or? brought it to Jackson, so it it should be. Br- bringing it and making it work. But I'll find that out when I talk to uh, Brother Apollo and give him the information that you provided, okay? I'll find oh, that out and I'll talk more about it. I'll maybe get Apollo or somebody to come on Friday to talk about it because I'm anxious to find out too what's happening in Jackson. Uh, you know, I know yeah. they got, they were appropriated, uh, what, $3 billion? $3 billion. Something, I think I heard about something to that effect for infrastructure for the city. I'm like, wow. Really? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying too. Really? <laughs> but I'll, but I, I'll get the details. I'll get the details. I don't want to 
say something that yeah, you know, I thought that whatever that governor mm-hmm. uh, appropriated right wasn't enough. Yeah, you know. So how did the Collard Green Festival go? It went well. Um, there was you know a couple of fires we had to put out, and uh, we're still putting them out. Okay. But overall, you know. Everybody seems to enjoy the entertainment was the bomb. It wasn't beautiful. Was really, that's beautiful. My mom. Really good entertainment. Mama yeah. Nabantu, that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm sorry I couldn't Thank make you. it. Man. Thank I, you for, for promoting on your show. Oh, always. I, I will always help you, Mama Nabantu. That's for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, all right, dear. I will do okay. and I'll talk with you soon. Okay. All right. Now. Peace. Peace. Mama Nabantu of the Pan-African Federalist Movement. That's right, the Pan-African Federalist Movement. And, of course, the Collard Green Festival. (laughs) Collard Green Ice Cream. Yeah, I I can picture it all as I'm laying up at my house. I'm like, man, I can picture all of this. Um, Alpha. I don't see any number. Alpha, good afternoon. Alpha Defiance. Alpha. Good afternoon. Okay. Okay. Let me, me, me do something like that before you start talking. The next thing I know, man, you know, we got all kind of interference. Because just like with them. So that be a 347, 347. Good afternoon. Yo, Oshi, what's happening, man? I just tuned in. Um, what, what, what you rapping about today, man? Oh, man. I, well, what I talked about earlier, I talked about the cultural wars that are happening. I uh, read an article that my good brother Reggie Jackson in Milwaukee had put out. But we can talk about anything, Jay. What's going on? In fact, I, what I threw out there with Brother T picked on from Philadelphia is the amount of uh, people who are killing themselves in Philadelphia. You know, in fact, Ralph sent me a piece. Ralph sent me a piece about these kids. Uh, I don't know if it's kids, but these guys had shot a number of, of guys in Philadelphia, you know, at a football game, you know. Yeah, he sent me the same same piece, man. Yeah. It, it, it it basically seems like fratricide, man, on, well, on the yeah. on the part of our, our people, man. Uh, well, that's been, yeah, well, that's been number, happening for no reason. Yeah, well, that's been happening, ain't it? That's been happening to us. You know. You know, the crazy thing about it is, man, that after they do this stupidness, they wind up having their asses sit in jail for the rest of their lives, basically being abused. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like, you know, one of these 14, 15-year-old, 16-year-olds go to jail and somebody eventually don't pull a pucker. Because they can't fight, they can't defend themselves, and you know it just becomes a sick, twisted, vicious cycle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and who, in honesty, after having some degree of freedom, if it if it's just the sim- simplicity of being able to wake up in the middle of the night and get a glass of water, or walk around, or do whatever. To then be locked into a cage. Mm. I mean, it's just crazy, it man. Is. It, it, it is. 
It's yeah. beyond, you know, and and what's even more crazier is you can't talk to these fools and try to explain. Oh, no, there's no reasoning with them. No, you can't. You can't reason with them. You, there's you, no logic. What are you doing when there's so many other options out here mm-hmm. for you to 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 do greater and better things, man? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and they want to blame it on the daddies always because the daddies ain't there. But, you know, at some point in time, it's going to have to be a partial blame on the mothers, too. Yeah. Well, it's going to have to be a blame on the grandparent. It's going to have to be a blame on the family. Because it's it's quite obvious. Yeah. Well, see, I blame the society. Nobody ain't teaching them. Yeah, I blame the society. It, it, this society, by its design, there's a certain amount of us who can quote make it in the society a fraction the mass majority of us cannot and defend for themselves the, they know that the vast majority are ill prepared uneducated or miseducated they uh, they fall into influences and so forth and the other ones who are quote make it their design of being making it is they've gone through the school process educational process job process they 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 can function within somebody's job very effectively they can make money and so forth you know there's not there's nothing about nation building all it is is that finding your niche of where you belong in this hell hole it could be the white man better yeah exactly but if you can't your ass will be imprisoned if you can't your ass might wind up dead if you can't but you know in all honesty in all honesty, they should be. It's not like they shouldn't be placed in that environment for a period of time. But the thing that I always had issue with is you get them in this situation and you turn them into the bigger savages than they already were, yeah. unless they had a smitten of decency before they got in there. And they have the ability to see what they did was wrong and that they paying a price for it, but that they can evolve and move forward. Because you got a lot of great brothers who've been in jail sure. who came out and done great things. No doubt. I mean, it's not like your life is over no because doubt. you went into prison. I mean, you know, one of our greatest so-called black leaders, Malcolm X is a prime example no doubt. of what you can do, and, and a lot of brothers who've been in the same position, but the reality is what are we doing before they even get into that predicament of becoming the complete other exactly. savages that they become? You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's just like you know, really? talking to young kids today you know, people don't realize it's a kind of art form to it because you really got to be able to communicate with them on a certain level to be able to capture them long enough for them to to communicate with you. Right. And the funny thing is most people don't have that ability. It's just... Or patience. Kinda, or patience know, that you got to have. Cat. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, you Jay, you hold I mean? on. I got another caller. I want to get this guy before well, we're almost done. Hold on. Got you, man. Right on, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Uh, three, four, 
334-334, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Bubba Oshie. How are you? I'm doing well, Brother Ted Lust, y'all, my man. Uh, thank you so very much for um, uh, Brother Reggie Jackson's article. Yeah. As you were reading, and I was reflecting on um, on uh, Dr. James Cameron, ancestor, um, you know, this was uh, an institution of sorts there in Milwaukee that uh, was really before the Equal Justice Initiative here yes. in, in Montgomery, Alabama. Exactly, yes. So I just kind of wondered, uh, uh, is that still functioning now these days? Okay, uh, uh, okay. It, um, they rebuilt it from where it was, an, an exact place to where it was uh, when Dr. Cameron, before his passing. Okay, okay. And, and then it was virtual because of the pandemic and everything like that. I'm not okay. sure. I, I, I talked to Reggie. You know, he's been a guest on this program a number of times, and he's not a docent or a uh, person that leads the museum uh, at this time. He's not working with the museum at this time. So, But okay. I can find that out. I can find out, you know, what kind of progress the museum had because I, I know a couple other people, uh, one other brother who had been a docent at the museum, and I uh, can find out what's happening with the America's Black Holocaust Museum. I know they rebuilt it, and it's it's part of a uh, 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 what do you call it? mixed. The, the, the museum's there, and they got apartments above it. You know, mixed oh, use department, uh, mixed use. They, they do that a lot now with libraries. There's some libraries that they okay. build in Milwaukee. The, the the libraries at the you know uh, uh, street level floor, and then there's yeah. apartments and so forth above it. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so very much, and thank you for pulling my coattail on that. Um, I had heard of Dr. Cameron before, and uh, I had just basic information on him uh, that he was a survivor of a lynching, but that was that. And I just was kind of curious to know what was going on yeah. in Milwaukee with okay. regards to that Holocaust Museum. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give. I tell you what, brother, Lewis, I'm going to give you firsthand information because I'll be in Milwaukee in a couple of weeks. And I'll stop by Very there and good. see what's happening there, man. So I'll give you firsthand information. And you're right. It was long before the Justice Initiative. I love at the Justice. Uh, in fact, I can't wait to come back again so I can kick it with you. But go through the uh, uh, the museum and through the memorial again. Yes. I mean, it's deep. Yes. It's, it is moving. It really is. So brothers and sisters around the country, if you have a chance to go to Montgomery, Alabama, to look at the Justice Initiative, the, yes. the the memorial and the museum downtown it, it it's worth it it really is Fair. yep and one of one of the small quick note uh, this weekend by the way from uh, today all the way through uh, October first slash second uh, will be the one hundred seventh annual gathering of Asala the uh, Association for the Study of African American oh. History is Dr. this weekend Doctor Woodson's Part organization. Right, that's right. So they'll be here in Montgomery. Uh, a lot of people are expected. So uh, we're going to be doing a little flavoring, a little African flavoring outside uh, of the hotel. If all goes well, if I get enough drummers to get out and drum and, and wow. just enjoy the, the sights and sounds as well. So I'll keep you posted on that. Okay. Also, too, do you know about the sister running for gover uh, governor? Yes, yes, Sister Flowers. Yes, uh, she's out of Birmingham. Uh, I did get a chance to hear her a couple of times on the radio, on local radio. So it's just a matter of people galvanizing their efforts and uh, really being serious uh, about uh, voting for her. Right, for uh, her candidacy, exactly. Alabama. You bet. So that, 
Yes, so it's time will tell. All right, Brother Lust. Have a blessed day, my friend. Peace All right. Blessings, brother. Oh, you bet. Hope Thank to talk you. to you on, on Friday. Peace. Jay. What's up, Jay? Yeah, um, but Ochie, you know, I was thinking, man, we in a country that have allowed someone like Donald Trump to get to the point to where he's just controlling everything that's going on in this country. Dictating how we as a nation move forward. This one white man. I know. Ain't it crazy? Donald Trump. Ain't that crazy? Ain't been able to crush him. Yeah. I mean, what's the fear? What is the goddamn? Excuse me. Sorry. What is the damn fear that these people have of this man? Because I'm gonna tell you, I would love to see his ass. I, I'd cuss him out and hit him in the face. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. How they have allowed him to get to the point to whereas they haven't crushed him. Right. I mean, they got him dead to right on all sorts of things. Yeah. But it seems to me like they scared to pull the trigger on him. I mean, it just just amazes me. It really does. And how long it has taken. How long has it taken. And the fact is, on some of these things that they can pull the trigger on, he could still run for president. That's crazy. And there, and, 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 and Jay, there is a serious element of people who would be willing to vote for his ass. Let me take this last caller. I'm going to hold you again, brother. Thanks, Jay. 215-215. Good afternoon. Bye-bye, Oshie. It's me again. Hey, brother. Brother T. I just wanted to comment on the good brother. He always has good information, and he always participates correctly. I want to add that children, well, parents can't be held accountable for everything their child does. As an example, me, I was a very bad child. I was reaching out because my family was dysfunctional. And they was, I was in gangs. I got jumped for speaking standard English. Then I came back and knocked the gang leader out. <laughs> and none of them ever bothered me again. But it took him and 20 people to corral me. Mm-hmm. But that's just me as an adolescent. As an adolescent, you know, you just, you act out. It's just right. what children do. Right. So in this day and age, the, the prevalence of weapons is making it worse. Now, back in the day, it was not. Right. If you had a gun back in the day, people would scatter. You would run because it was unheard of. Nobody yeah. ever shot. But you got back. Yeah. So now, the demographics have changed. The deterioration of our community added to it. And like I said, the, the lack of resources and uh, uh, boys clubs, etc., are available to us. Well, so, see, the other thing is the, the, the suicide rate in this country has increased considerably, and the reason why is the availability of guns. It's so easy to correct. get a gun. There are guns that may... Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, no, brother T. Let's, now, let's not, let's not forget about this damn fentanyl. Now, oh, fentanyl. Man, yeah, man. fentanyl. This shit is coming from China, man. And the Biden and them admit that they work with China. So they know exactly what they're doing. This is population control. But other than that, I'm not sticking up for bad kids. I was a bad kid. I got out of it. Yeah. The difference is, is there has to be something or someone to come into that person's life 
to leave them to let them know that there's something else they can do. Until then, if your mom's locked up or your dad's yeah. locked up and your mom's working two, three jobs to stay, the child is home alone. That's He's right. got friends that stay and shit. Yeah. I had friends come up to me to do stuff and then they asked me to go with them. I didn't know that they had sucker punched somebody and did some other shit, but because they knew I, I was fighting to stick right. up to them, they would bring me. <laughs> I would be in the middle of it. Now you're as so, a, you know, a victim of circumstance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a victim of circumstance. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so I'm just adding yeah. that in on it now. Right you know, on, he, brother. Of course, the brother has good points and everything, but I'm sticking up for the bad kids because I was one, and uh, I made it. And that's hey, brother. I wanted to, and I believe it. So, God bless you. You too, brother. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, that's the end of our program. Man, thank you all, Brother Jay. You know, all you cats. I appreciate you, Brother Jay. Hey, hey, Oshi, man, I appreciate you. And the fact that you're doing what you're doing because there are a lot of brothers out here who ain't doing it. Yeah, I hear you. I appreciate you, you know, Brother Research Westman, all you cats. So let me let me go ahead. Yep, let me go ahead and sign off on this program, man. I appreciate that. All you listeners, all the brothers that 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 uh, and sisters, Sister Bia, I had some technical problems, but appreciate you as well. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they shown hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. Bifahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Hope to see you on Friday. Peace.